this is Charlie Stumbaugh, the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church, Colorado. Thank you for being with us today. Be sure to subscribe for our weekly content to encourage your faith. Greetings, folks. It is good to be with you. My name is Charlie Stumbaugh, lead pastor of Cornerstone Church. I'm honored to be invited into whatever space that we're invited into today, whether you're on a hike or driving uh, somewhere in the beautiful mountains of Colorado or anywhere you might be. I'm honored to share this time with you. Uh, I want to invite you into some space today. I have discovered over the years of my life that sometimes life is not always about or like riding a bike. Um, the, the saying goes, oftentimes it's, it's like riding a bike. It's something that you never forget. But one of the things I have found is that in life, there are things that when you don't use them, you literally lose them. I can recognize the signs of algebra all day long. Um, I can see A plus B equals C all day long. But just because I can recognize uh, the formats of algebra doesn't mean that I can consistently do algebra. I have discovered that like most things, there's atrophy that can set in our lives. And spiritually speaking, so oftentimes there are things about us that when we don't use them, we lose them. And it's in that space that I want to invite us in today. There is a parable that we find in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 11 through 28. And I'm just going to read this out loud. And there's some things that I want to invite us into today, because at the end of the day, one of the things that we need to understand is that there's things about our spiritual life that if we do not use them, we quite literally lose them. And so Jesus says this to his disciples. He says, while they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 mina. But this, put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subject hated him and they sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in the small matters, take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. His master answered, You're in charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it and laid it in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you do not uh, put in and you reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words. You wicked servant. You knew, did you, what a hard man I am, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has 10 mina. Sir, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that to, you, to everyone who has more will be given. But as for those who have nothing, even what he thinks he has will be taken from him. One of the things that we have to realize, guys, is that in our faith, if we don't use it, 
we lose it. The things that we think we have, even though we think we have, the truth is when we don't use them, when we don't apply them to our lives, they're quite literally taken from us. The Father gives us things that we are designed to have. Make no mistake about it. God has given you and he's placed inside each and every one of us, those of us who call Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, he's placed the resurrected power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in each and every one of us, and he expects us to do something with it. Peter writes this in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that we have everything that we need for life of godliness through our knowledge of him. God has quite literally placed the kingdom of heaven in us. We have the resurrected power of Jesus Christ in us. And honestly, he expects us to do something with it. But so oftentimes what happens in our spiritual walk is we can recognize spiritual principles. We can identify algebra, A plus B equals C. And yet identifying doesn't mean that we know how to use it, that we know how to apply it, that we can actually do the mathematical equation and get the right answer. And so oftentimes what happens in our spiritual walk is even the things that we think we have, we think that we can draw from them in times of trial and tribulation, we can draw from them in times of, of when, it, when, it, when, it, when it's time for us to enter into to, to serving the kingdom of heaven, and, and we go to draw from them and realize that we don't know how to apply them to our lives. Why? Because if we don't use them, we lose them. And so one of the things that I want to invite us into is that what does this particular passage communicate to you and me that keeps us from serving or keeps us from continuing to apply certain things to our lives? And I think that when we look at the one who was given the mina that he buried or put in a cloth and hid, there's so much that you and I can learn from that. One of the things I want to invite us into is this, is that he said that he was afraid and so he buried it. There is a difference between our reverence of our God and fear of judgment or disappointment or wrath. Because this man was afraid that he might fail, he never tried to succeed. That's interesting to me. He feared life and his responsibilities. This paralyzed him with anxiety. So he buried the talent. So he put it in a cloth and he protected it. The least thing that he could have done is put it, you know, at deposit at the bank so that it would collect some interest. Why did he do this? At the end of the day, we become like the God we believe in. So oftentimes what happens is that when we believe in a fault-finding God, we become a fault-finding person. If we believe in a God who's wrathful and angry and disappointed in us, then we become wrathful and angry and are disappointed about the people around us. We ultimately will become like the God we can, we believe in. And one of the things that we're invited into is to recognize that God's not like that at all. It's interesting to me that when you look at this particular parable, the man had no idea who the father was. He had no idea who his master was. And he says, I knew that you are a hard man. I knew that I was afraid of you. I knew that you reaped where you did not sow, that you took where you did not give. And so because of that, I hid the talent. Based upon his own perspective of who God was, it paralyzed him from becoming everything that God called him to be. He gave him talents. He gave him mina to do something beautiful with. Others made 10, others made five, but this particular servant, because he was afraid, because 
He had no idea who his master was. It created a paralysis in his life. And I think so oftentimes what happens for you and me is that we become like the God we believe in. And because of that, we fail to take risk in the kingdom of heaven. We're fearful that if I mess up, God's going to be disappointed. We're fearful that if I mess up, uh, I wasn't truly listening to God. We're fearful of a lot of things. And yet, I want you to understand that God is way in a way better mood than you really think he is. He's way happier than we think he is. He quite literally dances above us. He gives you and me the resurrected power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he expects us to do something with it. And yes, we're going to fail. And yes, we're going to mess up. But at the end of the day, let me tell you something. If you don't activate the things that God's given you, the things that we allow to become dormant, atrophy sets in, and the things that we thought we had, we actually lose. Guys, at the end of the day, let me tell you something. One of the things that the servant did not only is he didn't understand who the father was and he became actually like the the God he believed in, but he thought it was impossible to please God. And I want you to understand something, that the only way that we can please God is to live by faith. We simply trust what God says about himself and what he says about you to be true. And so oftentimes what happens is we take what he, what we, we, we take what God gives us, and because we think it's impossible to please Him, we hide those talents because we're fearful of disappointing the Father. Well, guys, at the end of the day, let me tell you something. Disappointing the Father is impossible because to disappoint God would require that God is caught off guard by what you did. God knows the beginning from the end. God has every day of your life already written down in Holy Writ. He knows you. He understands you. What happens to you does not catch God off guard at any level. God is not impossible to please. Actually, God is very easy to please because in Christ Jesus, he is already pleased. So what are the consequences or the ramifications of us not using the gifts that God's given you and me? A couple of things I think is important for us to understand is this. We hide what is most beautiful about us and the kingdom. We are quite literally the salt of the earth, the Bible says. We are the light of the world. We are the holy writ in which the Father displays his heart for humanity. It's the grandeur of his love. And what happens is because we become like the God we believe in, because we think that God is hard to please or impossible to please, we hide that talent in fear of disappointing, in fear of letting down, in fear of failure. This is a response to many Christians. Rather than living reckless, going for broke in our generosity and the savor of our lives, we withdraw. We are safe. We protect. What we have we, we, excuse me, we, we protect what we have and we take our talent and we bury it. Like many early Christians, guys, we find ourselves withdrawing into caves trying to protect our lifestyles rather than getting elbows deep in the lives and the people of our community. And so the display of God's splendor is hidden from the world that desperately needs it. Guys, at the end of the day, if you don't use it, guys, you're going to lose it. The kingdom of God is not always like riding a bike. Does that make sense? It's not always going to come back naturally to us. We have to continue to use the gifts that God's placed inside of us because he's placed the resurrected power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ inside of you and inside of me. And he expects us to do something with it.
Not only do we hide the beauty about us and the kingdom of heaven, but we also live safe. And when you look at this, it says wicked servant is more like the, the Greek word speaks more like a, a false, false hearted servant. The idea is that we do nothing to prostitute ourselves to the world, but we also do nothing for the kingdom of heaven. We actually do nothing against the kingdom of heaven and we do nothing for the kingdom of heaven. We live in this nebulous gray area in our lives. And God actually speaks to this in Revelation chapter uh, chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, when he's talking to the church of Laodicea. He says, you're a lot of things, but I wish you were hot or cold, but rather you're lukewarm. And because of your lukewarmness, I want to spit you out of my mouth. When I look at this particular parable, it's interesting to me that God gave all 10 servants the exact same mina. He gave each one one of them. And one lived in reckless abandon. One understood the master and understood who he was serving. And he went and he made 10 more. Another made five more. The issue is not how much they made. The issue is they went out and they applied the gift that God had given them, brought heaven to earth and forever changed the spiritual culture of the people around them. But for the person who did not know whom they were serving, the person who was afraid, the person who had a perspective of his master that was untrue, he took that talent, he took that mina and he hid it in a cloth. And as a result of that, he hid the most beautiful things about himself and the most beautiful things about the kingdom of heaven from a world who desperately needs it. At the end of the day, guys, what's going to keep you and me from serving the kingdom of God in reckless abandonment is we don't have a correct perspective of who God is. He invites us into most. As the Bible tells us in Revel in Ephesians chapter 2, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all rule, power, dominion, and authority. God is in a real good mood. The wrath of God has been completely satisfied. It's impossible for you and me not to please God because you and me are in Christ Jesus. He is very pleased with us. But at the end of the day, guys, when we fail to use the gifts that God's given us, when we fail to use the power that God's placed inside of you and me, the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, he expects us to do something magnificent with that. When he failed to do that, guys, at the end of the day, what happens is we hide what's most beautiful about us and what's most beautiful about the kingdom of heaven. When we live safe, we're neither prostituting ourselves to the world, but we're also doing nothing for the kingdom of heaven. We actually live in a lukewarm state. We're doing nothing to build, but we're nothing doing nothing to hinder. That is not the place that God invites you and me. So my invitation is this. Live for broke. Go for broke. Go after everything that God has for you. Go after everything that God's placed inside of you. Live out loud for the kingdom of heaven and trust that God will multiply that in your life. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you. I look forward to seeing you when I do. God bless. Hey, we are so honored that you are with us today. Remember, subscribe to the show and check out our website at cornerstonechurchco.com for more resources. Oh,